0: From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. Utah's legislators are about halfway through the 2024 session. And so far, lawmakers have had a lot to say. They've made headlines for controversial legislation like restricting which genders can use which public bathrooms and rolling back diversity efforts in public education. And some lawmakers have also been looking to change the way Utahns vote.
1: It would probably take all day to say everything they're doing. Um, There are more than 20 bill files now that have to do with voting access or changing elections in one way or another.
0: That's TJ Ellerbeck, the executive director of the Rural Utah Project. The organization is focused on civic engagement and voter registration, so getting more people involved in the election process. And Ellerbeck says rep is tracking what the legislature is doing
1: when it comes to our voting access and voting rights.
0: Now, from your experience, what is happening here? You know, why does it seem like in the last few years, or maybe even longer, there's an interest from state lawmakers to change the way people vote in our state?
1: That's a great question. And I I wish I had a complete answer for that. Um, It's part of a national trend, for sure. Um, We've seen a lot of other states including some of Utah's neighbors, like especially Arizona, have passed a lot of bills in recent years restricting voting access, uh, calling for sham audits of the election process, and generally trying to instill a sense of distrust among people of, of our election process and how secure your vote is. We work with county clerks across the state and we agree with some and disagree with others, but we know they're all people who are committed to seeing people have the chance to vote. And so we have a lot of trust and faith in our election process. We know that it's safe, and we know that voting by mail is safe. Uh, but this is just part of a national trend to try to try to sow some distrust in the election process.
0: And you know, of the twenty or so various bills that the Rural Utah Project is tracking related to voting issues. Are there any to highlight and pull out at this moment, those that might either become law or at least uh, be debated on the House and Senate floors?
1: Well, the biggest one is a bill that would have totally eliminated voting by mail. I know Grand County is one of the best voting by mail counties in the whole state, so I know that would have had a huge impact here in Moab. And I now say would have because the bill was moved to a new sponsor and the new sponsor proposed a substitute that totally changes the bill. So this new bill actually would uh, move voters to the inactive voting list, meaning they wouldn't receive vote by mail ballots and have to re-register before casting a vote if they miss any elections in a two-year period. So there are a lot of Utah's who only vote in presidential election years. This means all those people would have to re-register and wouldn't get their ballot sent to them. So that's a scary one that may be coming up for a committee hearing very soon. Um, there are a couple others that are already starting to move. There's a constitutional amendment. Uh, it's It's two bills, it's HB 284 and HJR 14. Those have both been passed by House committee. And they're waiting to be voted on by the full house. And those bills would put a constitutional amendment on the ballot for Utah voters this November. And if that amendment passes, it would mean all ballot initiatives would be required to receive 60% of the vote to pass instead of 50%. This means the people of Utah would have to play by a different set of rules than our own legislature when it comes to passing new laws. And one more that that's on our radar that would have had a big impact on Moab a couple of years ago now, a little less so, but this is HB 290. This ends the rank choice voting pilot program across the state. So a lot of listeners might remember that Moab used rank choice voting a couple of elections ago uh, for the mayoral and city council races. And the city decided not to continue using ranked choice voting, which is fine, but this bill actually makes it illegal for cities to even make that decision. Um, so it ends that ranked choice program across the state. There are a lot of cities that have used it. Salt Lake City used it in its mayoral election just last November, um, and it was very successful. And, you know, things that are successful in Salt Lake City or Moab sometimes uh, are not always the state legislature's favorite things.
0: Thank you for going through, you know, the highlights of what might be coming or is coming. What can you tell us about the strategy of the Rural Utah Project when it comes to protecting voting access during the legislative session? You know, you're obviously tracking bills that are changing constantly. So tell us a little bit more about this effort.
1: Yeah, well, the good news is... um... These are bills that we can fight and be successful in. Um, And I'll, I'll give one more example here, HB 214. This was a bill that would have changed the vote by mail postmark date. So under current law, you have to get your ballot postmarked by the day before the election if this bill had passed. It would mean your county clerk would have to receive your ballot before election day for your vote to be counted. So who knows when that means you have to mail your ballot by to make sure it gets counted. But this bill went to a committee hearing two weeks ago, and uh, we and our coalition partners at the Let Utah Vote Coalition mobilized hundreds of people who sent emails to members of the committee and showed up at the committee hearing both in person and on Zoom to ask the legislature not to mess with voting and not to mess with voting by mail. And this is one of those rare instances where the bill probably would have passed if no one was there, but it failed because of all the huge amount of public comment against it. So when it comes to protecting our access to voting, this is a place where the legislature is is more willing to listen uh, to our voices than they are on some other issues. So we have a really good chance of stopping a lot of these proposals. The Rural Utah Project is part of a coalition called the Let Utah Vote Coalition. Uh, And you can see that coalition's website, it's letutahvote.org. And the first thing you'll see if you go there is a link to a petition. And uh, this petition goes to the state legislature. We've had thousands of people sign it so far. And when these bills go to a floor vote, we'll send a postcard from every petition signer to our legislators to show them that the mail actually works. Uh, They'll get a postcard from you um, asking them not to mess with our voting access. But also, everyone who signs that petition goes on our action alert list. So, when these bills come to a, a vote that we think we can stop, we'll let everyone know. You know, as we've seen this session and every other session over recent years, the legislature doesn't listen to public comment in 100% of cases. Um, but this is an area where they do. So I I feel hopeful. I know there's a lot of work ahead um, for the next uh, 20 something days left of the legislative session. There's a lot of work to do, but I think we can we can stop some of these bad bills and protect democracy as we know it.
0: You know, it it just seems like the discourse in our country right now is a little maddening when it comes to issues like this. Um, Folks and legislators and lobbyists who are promoting their legislation that the Rural Utah Project and others say will restrict voting access. You know, they're saying, well, our bills protect the voting process or this makes voting safer. So, you know, what advice do you have for folks who are like, I want to make sure the elections are safe. I want to make sure my vote counts. I want to protect democracy. Like, what are the tools that people can use to, you know, evaluate these pieces of legislation or even, you know, evaluate our legislators?
1: Yeah, I would say listen to the people who are actually professionals in this field. Um, and a great example of that is two years ago, uh, Grand County's representative, Phil Lyman, ran a bill that would have eliminated voting by mail. It would have eliminated voter registration as we know it, and it would have, you um, it actually would have gone further than just eliminating voting by mail would have eliminated all early voting also you can only vote in person on election day and when he presented that bill in committee there are two public commenters um, who gave testimony against the bill that i think were more powerful than any of the others Um, and one was the the state director of elections ryan cowley he uh talked about how secure our voting system is he cited a lot of data to back that up and gave some examples of how our voting system works across the state. I mean, this is the guy who runs elections for the entire state of Utah. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to election security. Um, And the other one was the Weber County clerk, Ricky Hatch, who is chair of the Utah Association of County Clerks. And he gave some, some more examples and also opposed the bill. I mean, those are two people who who know a lot more than any person who worries that their vote isn't being counted just because they put it in a drop box or in the mailbox and don't don't see what happens after that point. Um, So I would say listen, listen to the people who really, really follow this and work in this every day and know, know exactly what the issue is, because they'll tell you that our voting system is very safe.
0: Before we go, you know, how do you feel about the state of voting in our state? Do you feel positive about the future here in Utah?
1: I feel positive because every really bad proposal over the last two years, these are proposals that have passed in places like Arizona um, and Idaho and some of our other neighbors, but every bad proposal has failed. And it's because people have spoken up and told the legislature they don't want the way that they vote to be messed with. And, you know, as we've seen this session and every other session over recent years, the legislature doesn't listen to public comment in 100% of cases. Um, But this is an area where they do. I will say there are a couple of good bills the legislature is moving forward to. Even in the voting and democracy space, there are a couple Mm -hmm. of good bills. Uh, Representative Andrew Stoddard is working on a bill that would uh, provide a path for county clerks and county sheriffs to work together to make it possible for uh, people who are in jail but not convicted of a crime to vote. Right now, it's it's really difficult to vote if you're in jail. And that doesn't mean that you're convicted of anything, of course. But uh, if this bill passes, it would be great for making sure people who are not convicted have a chance to vote. There's one little tiny bill but it's one of my favorite ones. it's from Representative Brett Garner. this is HB 168 um, it makes it easier for people to search how much political money a donor is giving to candidates. so it's it's a very tiny change that's all public but it just can be difficult to search for so this bill just streamlines that process so so there are there are some good ones um, out there. And uh, hopefully our legislature will consider passing some of those, too.
0: T.J. Ellerbeck is the executive director of the Rural Utah Project. The organization is part of the Let Utah Vote Coalition, which includes the League of Women Voters of Utah, Alliance for a Better Utah, and others. You've been listening to KZMU News, grassroots community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.